Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last bonus podcast in this Turn the Page Bible Experience through the Book of Colossians. Again, my name is Tammy Melchin. I lead the teaching team at Community, and today I am joined by none other than Jason Ishmael. Jason, welcome. Yo, what's up, everybody? So glad to have you with me, Jason. Jason wears uh, quite a few hats. He's the associate, associate community pastor and also the Stuco director and a teaching pastor at our Plainfield location. And Jason and I, we're buddies too, right? We are. We that's are. Your, that's our official title. We're buddies. We dabble in things and have fun. You and I, they, we're just having fun all the time. Uh, well, I'm so glad to have Jason in this last uh, bonus podcast. And Jason, uh, this, is, this week we read the last uh, part of Colossians, the part that we uh, had left to do. And uh, this week's reading started off with a passage that I think is, is difficult for a lot of modern readers, this, this household code section. Uh, because when we read this, sometimes it, it, seems, it can seem like out of date at best, and it can seem um, maybe even sometimes offensive at worst. And, and it just reminds me that whenever we come to any scripture, but you know, specifically we're talking about this letter from Paul, um, it's so important for us to remember that, that Paul is writing at a specific time into a specific culture, right? And, and yeah. there's a lot of things that, that are different than, than what we experience, right? Yeah, totally. Isn't it funny how we sort of uh, somehow rinse scripture through this, this filter that strips away all of its humanity? And what a beautiful thing that we get to grapple with a letter that a human being wrote to other human beings that were doing their thing. It's just such a brilliant thing that God would move in that way uh, when he could have just, I mean, he could just beamed it right into our minds, right? Yeah, yeah. And and any, you know, when you read this passage, I mean, and, you know, maybe even think when you were younger and before you really understood a lot of the context, was there anything that you struggled with in this or? Oh, man, I, so... I was a kid that grew up in the 90s, born in 1984, and, uh, and I, I remember as a kid getting uh, this book, Frederick Douglass Fights for Freedom, mm. and part of it was that he had this just like radical, awesome look in the, in the art of the book, and then I read this story about this just crazy audacity and the courage and bravery of this guy, and so like as a kid... I, I grew up like hearing about this kind of thing all the time. And so when you go to Colossians 3, you know, there's, there's all these different people that are addressed. But Paul specifically, I wouldn't even think the, like the largest chunk in that little section is addressed to slaves. Yeah. And I remember reading this text uh, as a young man and, and expecting, you know, like you hear him address, you know, wives and husbands and, and kids. He, he dresses slaves. And I'm thinking, all right, here it is. Paul's going to say like, Okay, slaves, and I'm, the next word I'm like expecting some sort of abolition, right? You're free. You're slaves, free. Get out of there! Get out of there! And then he doesn't say that. Yeah. And, I, and, and so even from my own cultural perspective, there was this uh, I don't know a weird kind of grappling with like, okay, well, like Pauline, did you just Why is this not quite deliver? You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was such a, but yeah. I had to understand what was happening there. Which again is why it's so important for us to remember the culture. Because again, I mean, I don't, I don't think, you know, and as we read this week, Paul never condones slavery. It was a reality right. though in that culture, but it also slavery in that day was not what we think of as, as slavery. It wasn't something based on race. I mean, usually people were enslaved either because they had been conquered or um, because they were in debt and, and kind of enslaving themselves was a way that they 
they would pay off that debt. And so, I don't know, I mean, it, sometimes it still makes it difficult to read some of this stuff, but, but yet we have to keep in mind the context in which it's written. And certainly these household codes would have been revolutionary to the Colossians. Yeah, absolutely revolutionary. Well, when you think about that part of the section, uh, the, these household codes, what's the overarching thing that, that you are taken away from that? I am always blown away by this. Here's Paul addressing all of these different walks of life. Uh, and, and, you know, what's interesting is he doesn't, um, he's not just giving directions to men to like fix everything for everybody and be in charge where, I mean, that really would have been the standard for the day. A household code yeah. would have been something that a man was in charge of and that a man really uh, sort of governed uh, in, in his household. And here he is addressing all of these specific people as people, uh, mm -hmm. but he goes way past that. He doesn't just address them. The thing that I think is so beautiful about Jesus, he has so much authority as king, so much power that for every single one of these people, even like a, a kid in somebody's house, wives, slaves, every single one of them, Jesus is able to elevate them immediately yeah. to an eternal and divine purpose. Immediately, they are serving at the will of the king of the universe. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. And he kind of, again, it's, it's hard for us to, to comprehend maybe, but, but to, to put, I mean, even children, you know, if you read anything about children in the ancient world, I mean, they, they had, it's not like, like now we tend to bend over backward for our kids and stuff like that. But in that day, I mean, nothing revolved around children. They had no rights. They were kind of seen as, I don't know. I mean, they just, they just were not elevated any status at all. And so for him to bring them up in, in that same way, I mean, it is, it is astounding. I mean, it's one of the most beautiful things about what Jesus has done in, in reconciling us to one another and kind of destroying some of that hierarchy and yes. systems that we tend to have. Well, uh, you know, we lead out of that, that household code section really into the conclusion of the letter. And uh, this conclusion section starts with, it's interesting, the letter began with Paul talking about how he was praying for the Colossians. And now it sort of ends with him asking for prayer for himself. And um, I don't know, did anything strike you about Paul's request there for prayer? That's so cool that Paul would, you know, here is this guy who's devoted his life to spreading the promises of Jesus. That's all he wants to do. Mm -hmm. And he asked them to pray that God might open a door for their message. And you see this in, in other writings of Paul. He has a similar thing that he tells the church in Philippi, uh, that the things that have happened to him, uh, his arrest and imprisonment, have actually served to advance the gospel. And the word advance was the idea of like the, of pioneering. Uh, literally the people that cut the Roman roads in, in the Roman world, that word of advancement was used of these guys who would go into wilderness areas and, and a place that was once impassable becomes accessible uh, and I think about the people around me. I mean, I, we've all been there where we've got neighbors or coworkers or even family members. These are the ones that are so heavy for me. When I have a family member that I look at and I think, there is no way that I can get through to them. I want so badly to share the love of Jesus with them, the promises of Jesus. But they seem, even if I'm sitting next to them, they seem a million miles away. And here's Paul praying. Pray that God would open these doors. I mean, what a thing to be praying for, yeah. uh, for the people that we're connected to in our lives. You know, as you were talking too, it also makes me think about, you know, of course, the, the current context that, that we are in, 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 in 2020 here, um, the, the current context of, you know, so Paul's in prison, but he's still figuring out a way to carry the mission forward, you know, and, and we are in this, this season in, you know, of a pandemic and, 
and all of the, like, you know, everything that's been turned upside down in our world. And yet, you know, we can get focused on the circumstance or we can say, okay, you know, pray that I figure out how to advance the mission in this current context that I find myself in. And just got a text from a guy today. He said, God opened a door in the middle of this pandemic that would have never opened. Yeah. It's the idea of God being able to, to move through the calamity and through the difficult. It doesn't mean that he willed the calamity. It doesn't mean he wants it yeah. to happen. But he's able to make something good of right. these messes. Is, is such the a mission cannot be stopped. Yeah, bingo. The mission cannot be stopped. Well, that's really good, Jason. And then, uh, you know, of course, the, the letter closes with a list of people. And a lot of times we, I think when we see lists of people in scripture, we're tempted to just, you know, skim through, but, but, but it's kind of cool when you stop and really think about it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's, it is, uh, it puts it right back. Just as we talked to you, you know, this is a letter from a person mm-hmm. named Paul to a church in Colossae. You know, this is, this is human beings. And he lists out all of these people and you just get this, uh, like this fuller picture of the human element of this experience. This is not happening in a vacuum. This is not some sterile, you know, perfectly holy laboratory. This is, this is here in the muck and the mire on this planet where people that are actually our brothers and sisters. I mean, that's like, that's the heritage of our faith. Mm -hmm. You and I are actually building on the experiences and the things and the courage and the bravery and the, the toil of all of those people uh, that Paul is writing to in Colossae. And it just, uh, it warms my heart to know that I'm a part of it. Yeah. And it, ju- it just reminds you that, that they were real people doing their best to try to follow Jesus. And it's like, that's the same thing we're doing today, right. <laughs> you know, and that, that connection we have with them. Well, Jason, thank you so much uh, for sharing your thoughts on this this last passage, I appreciate. I always appreciate hearing kind of what, how God speaks to you through His Word. And uh, to all of you, thank you for joining us. Uh, this is our last bonus podcast, but don't worry. This Turn the Page Bible experience is not over. Uh, we actually have one more day tomorrow because it turns out that this letter that we know as Colossians was not the only letter that Paul sent to the city. And so uh, I want to encourage you to come back tomorrow. Uh, for the conclusion of this Turn the Page Bible experience, and you'll get to find out what I'm talking about. All right? Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, We'll see you again tomorrow.